Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Now, when it comes to the uh, question of a carbon tax, there are political questions and there are legal questions. Politically, I mean, it's pretty simple, right? Should we have a carbon tax? Yes or no. And people can disagree. Now, I I might happen to think that if we're going to try to address emissions, that just putting a price on it is the simplest approach. But there are other ways of of trying to address emissions if indeed we decided that that's something we we ought to do. On the legal question, though, it's, it's a fascinating one. Can the federal government impose taxes? Well, of course they can. We pay federal taxes. We pay GST. There's federal excise tax, et cetera. When it comes to environmental regulation, there's a lot of provincial jurisdiction there. So where does a carbon tax fit in? And what about Ottawa's specific approach, which is to say we're going to impose a carbon tax on provinces that don't have what we feel are meaningful emissions-reducing policies? So the province of Saskatchewan has taken all of this to court basically arguing that the federal government is going too far in infringing on provincial jurisdiction. So I think there are some some important and and interesting constitutional questions. Well, joining us for some thoughts on all of that, very pleased to welcome the program. Uh, Dwight Newman is a professor of law at the University of Saskatchewan, specializing in constitutional law. Uh, Professor Newman, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Well, good to be with you. Uh, so what's your sense of, you know, the, the significance of this case and, and whether both sides have uh, valid points? Well, I think it is a significant case. It's uh, going to uh, potentially decide whether this uh, uh, program can go ahead or not. Uh, but beyond that, it also determines some things about the role of the federal government in regulating other resource questions. And I do think both sides have some real arguments there. And that's a little bit different than people first perceived it. I think a lot of people were saying that Saskatchewan didn't have any arguments. And in fact, we saw some very uh, strong arguments from Saskatchewan yesterday. Uh, We saw uh, the anticipated arguments from the the federal government today and some challenges they ran into, actually. Uh, But it's going to be an interesting case. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, you know, and, and I kind of thought the same. When, when I first heard that this challenge was going to be launched, it seemed a little silly that um, there are probably better ways to fight this if you, if you oppose it. Obviously, uh, the federal government imposes other taxes. Why would this be any different? But, but I think it is because this is being billed as environmental policy. So it's more than just a tax in, in a legal sense, isn't it? Indeed. Uh, I mean, the federal government actually hasn't wanted to call it a tax, either politically or maybe as a result in the legal arguments, either they don't want to call it a tax. Now, they do have an alternative argument if they get stuck with it being called a tax, but basically they want it to be under uh, this uh, power called the National Concern Branch of the Peace Order and Good Government Power and to expand some of the federal jurisdiction in that area uh, through their argument in essence. Well, and I almost want, I, don't, I mean, obviously I'm speaking as a layman here, but I wonder if that's a, a weaker argument. It's one thing to say, look, we're the federal government, we can impose taxes, uh, but they're essentially saying that we can override whatever provincial jurisdiction exists on the environment because climate change is such an overarching concern. I mean, is, am I misreading their, their argument here at all? 
Um, no, uh, I think that they do face a challenging argument there. What they need to show is that there's something that's impossible for the provinces to regulate. And there's a more specific legal test around that. They tried to put that to the court today, and uh, they said that uh, they weren't actually proposing to regulate greenhouse gases. They were trying to regulate the cumulative effect of greenhouse gases, and that was the part that was federal, and so the provinces could still regulate other things about greenhouse gases, and the court seemed very confused by it. So uh, they have a challenging argument to try to put there. Uh, the tax argument would have seemed simpler in a lot of ways. There is federal authority to uh, levy any kind of taxes. Uh, they've got that constitutional ability, but it does run into a couple of problems. Uh, one is that they want to impose this tax selectively on some provinces, right. depending whether they're in accord with the policy, and that raised some issues. The other is that because they need to do that, uh, the tax won't be passed by the, uh, by the federal parliament when it's imposed, and that raises some constitutional issues as well. When it comes to environmental regulation, wh wh where is the line drawn when it comes to jurisdiction? How much uh, do the provinces control this, this matter? How much say does the federal government have? So both the provinces and the federal government are very much involved in environmental regulation. Uh, sometimes there's even a, an overlap there. Uh, the provinces uh, could, uh, could regulate anything about the environment in the province, essentially, under their powers over property and resources. The federal government tends to use um, some of its authority to pass laws that have the, the form of criminal law-type laws, um, and the criminal law power is a little broader than, than just the criminal code. Uh, they do a lot of other things, or they use other areas of jurisdiction, like their fisheries jurisdiction allows them to regulate anything that could impact on water uh, that could have fish in it. And so both of them have a lot of environmental jurisdiction. Uh, it does even sometimes overlap. So did you get any sense of, of where this is going, or at least in, anything that surprised you so far about this? Um, well, uh, I mean, there are some distinctive arguments along the way from some of the, the interveners that have been a little bit surprising. The bigger surprise, I would say, is just... Uh, uh, I think the surprise for a lot of people, although I'd seen a bit of the uh, the argument before when they when they released the written argument and realized that there was more to it, is just how strong Saskatchewan's argument is compared to a lot of people what they were expecting. Mm -hmm. And I think another surprise was how much difficulty the federal government lawyer ran into this morning uh, in terms of getting uh, their argument across in the way that the court would accept. They they received a lot of interruptions from the judges saying that they couldn't follow this. And uh, between those two things, it actually makes it a, a case where it's quite difficult to forecast where it's going to go. And I think that's a big surprise to a lot of people that yeah. were in that situation. Yeah, I think so. Does this have the feeling of, of something that could uh, ultimately end up before the Supreme Court? Uh, I think it's very likely it will end up before the Supreme Court either way at this point, uh, because uh, it's not just in Saskatchewan that there's uh, such a case. Uh, uh, there were interventions from other provinces. There's interest to take it to the Supreme Court and get this clarified. Yeah, well, it's turning out to be a fascinating case. We'll see where it all goes from here. Professor Newman, thanks so much for your insight. Appreciate you making some time for us. Sure, thank you. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.